So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Yo, 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 what's going on, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here, and I am so excited to jump into today's content. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. I uh, I can hear some Jehovah's Witnesses. I can see them actually knocking at my door, but I'm going to keep the recording going here. Uh, tempting opportunity to evangelize, but I'm going to pass on that so I can keep recording this episode. Um, look, today we're talking about some really important content. Uh, we're going to talk about same-sex attraction gay uh, orientation. Um, Sorry for the background noise if you hear that doorbell. Uh, Ignore that. Um, And basically how all these things tie in together. And, you know, a very important discussion, obviously, given the times. But as well, we're talking about coming from kind of a Christian uh, worldview. And these are questions that we kind of need to cut our teeth on a little bit if we want to be a light in this world. So I'm excited to uh, to dive in, to jump in. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, before I do that really quick, if you have not got your hands on my book, The Last Relapse, that is my uh, my blueprint for making a recovery from A to Z. Uh, I spent a lot of money to get it professionally done. I'm very proud of the work I've done, and yet I'm giving it away for free to all my listeners. They get a free gift. You can get it at thelastrelapsebook.com. So if you don't have your copy, make sure you go over there. Um, and I think that's everything. Oh yeah, if you want to buy a physical copy, you can do that as well. All proceeds from the sales of the book go to a charity in Uganda that uh, that furthers the gospel in Muslim villages. So you can't go wrong. Physical, digital, uh, it's on Audible as well. All those are available to you, and it's really a win-win. You're going to get an excellent resource, and you're going to support a great cause one way or the other. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about same-sex attraction, being gay, and everything that sort of ties into this. Um I want to say a couple of things. Number one is it is impossible in a 15-minute episode to really talk about this subject comprehensively. What I'm hoping to do today, I'm not really going to take like a major stand on something. Um, that's not really my goal, although I'm sure you'll be able to figure out where I land with all of this. But my my main goal today is for those of you who wrestle with same-sex attraction or are experiencing same-sex attraction... I hope that this will give you some context for how you can process. I hope that you will, by the end of this, realize that you're not alone and not even close. And I hope that it will help you um, make some decisions about your lifestyle and what what things look like day to day for you while experiencing same-sex attraction, okay? I just did a post on Instagram about this at the time of this recording, and I'm getting, I'm just getting eaten alive out there. Um, and I, I did the post on Instagram to, to really try to get people thinking, but obviously, as we all know on social media, like there's no, there's no such thing as a, a a discussion on Instagram. Like it's, it's all just polarizing this and that, and people just, you know, throwing their opinions all over the place. And I I don't know, that's just, that's just the way it is. What can I say? Like, I'm not, I'm not really going to make a huge, a huge stink about that. I know what I got myself into. But just seeing the response makes me realize that, you know what, I think there might be some things here that we can talk about that hopefully you guys will find helpful. Okay, that's the goal today. 
So let's let's start first by distinguishing um, attraction and orientation. So the the common kind of view of this is that you know if you're attracted to women, you are straight, and if you're attracted to men, you are gay. That is binary thinking, and there is a researcher out of the University of Utah named Lisa Diamond who coined a term. Uh, sexual fluidity. And she used that language to describe people who maybe are primarily heterosexual, but, uh, you know, experience some same-sex attraction here and there. Um, Or somebody who maybe identifies as gay, but they also find people of the opposite sex attractive, either occasionally or regularly. The, the point she made in her research and what kind of her research uncovered is that there's probably a little bit more of a fluidity or spectrum to this rather than simple binary categorizations, which is sort of more of a essentialist kind of human tendency. And um, this language has been really helpful, I think, for our clients because we have a lot of clients, I would say 25, 30% of our clients deal with same-sex attraction. And most of them are Christian, probably all of them are Christian actually, now that I think about it, um, and and for them, they are left sort of at odds. Like they have this attraction. The message in the church is sort of you know if you find um, if you're a guy and you find men attractive, or you're a girl and you find girls attractive, then you basically have to live a life of celibacy. Um, you know, uh, otherwise, you know, you kind of risk the fiery furnace, so to speak. And what I want to suggest to you today, number one, is that um, orientation and attraction are separate subjects. If you did some research on the top Googled, sorry, not the top Google term, the top searched keywords on porn websites, they are hentai, Japanese, and um, mother content. I'm not going to use the actual word, but I'm sure you can piece that together if you've been consuming pornography. You've seen that kind of content before. Um, Now, if, if we were to draw conclusions about people's orientation or people's, you know, um, identities based on those search terms, well, we would be drawing some very interesting conclusions, wouldn't we? Just because you're attracted to something doesn't mean it's your identity. It doesn't mean it's your orientation. That is my first point. Point number two, okay, very important. Um, I'm probably going to get some pushback on this one. Hebrews says that um, that Jesus is our high priest, right? Okay, we've heard that language before. Jesus is our high priest. Um, it actually says more specifically that Jesus is able to sympathize with us in um, in basically everything, uh, in our weakness. Weaknesses is the word that's used, at least in my translation, um, because he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now, we don't know, like, this is where, you know, when you get words in the Bible like all or every, it, it, it's hard to know exactly how to translate that or how to interpret that. But it says he was tempted in every way. Now, imagine you have a a man who is attracted to women but also finds men attractive. So the biblical model for marriage is that a man and a woman come together, and that is my personal belief. That is what marriage is. A man and a woman come together, and the two become one, and that's God's design for marriage, my personal belief. However, the the man who is um, who is opposite sex attracted, okay, heterosexual, but
but experiences same-sex attraction, is tempted. He is tempted to have sexual relations with another man. That is a temptation. Does it make him gay? Well, Jesus was tempted in all points. So again, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to try to make things up here. We don't know exactly what that means. All points could just be simply say that it could mean that, you know, he was tempted sexually and he was tempted financially and he was, you know what I mean? Like these could be broad categories. I don't know exactly how to read into this, but, but certainly the, the, the text would at least suggest that it is possible that Jesus might have experienced that as well. Possible. But the imperative phrase of all of this is he was without sin. So it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter if that's if you experience that, if you feel tempted with same-sex attraction, you can still be without sin. At least that's what Jesus demonstrated. Uh, there's a, a well-known worship leader named Jay Thomas, who was, you know, one of the, the front front runners, uh, there's a better word for that, one of the front men for um, IHOP, not the International House of Pancakes, but the International House of Prayer, a movement that was based out of Kansas City. And he talked about his journey, you know, he identified as a gay man, lived a gay lifestyle, and, you know, uh, Jesus really did a work in his life, and um, he's married, he's got kids, and he mentions that he is still really not that far away from making a mistake. In other words, what he means by that is the temptations are still there. He still finds men attractive. And so it's not that he has totally lost that, although that does happen for some people, but not all. Rather, he has learned to respond appropriately in a way that does not lead to sin. So point number one is that your attraction and your orientation are not the same thing. If you've got into some gruesome content in your porn consumption, maybe it's not gay porn, maybe it is, uh, maybe it's bestiality, maybe it's, you know, just some really niche down stuff, that does not say as much about you as you think it does. It says more about your unmet needs and your pain and your wounding. That's why we watch the things that we watch, which is why when people watch gay porn, I don't, I don't even really bat an eyelash. Because it's like, that just shows that you're looking for male attention, you know, male connection, male relationship. Okay, the last thing I want to say is that you are not alone. So Lisa Diamond's research also revealed that 10% of the population roughly experiences same-sex attraction, but only 2.5% identify as gay. So think about those numbers and think about what that means. That means... There are three times as many people that are straight that experience same-sex attraction than those that are gay that experience same-sex attraction. Three times as much. So if you are listening to this and you experience same-sex attraction and maybe you found yourself in this conundrum as a Christian, number one, you should know that you're not alone. Okay, like I said, 30% of our client base, 25%, somewhere in that range are in the exact same boat as you. Number two, even from a wider population standpoint, this is actually a pretty prevalent experience. And I think the, the big thing the enemy does in this subject is he tries to isolate people. He tries to keep people divided and separated and kind of living in that, that shamey place of something's wrong with me and I'm the only one. When in reality, you're not the only one. And there's lots of other people out there who are working through this. Now, what can I say about our clients? Well, we have had some clients who have actually had um, deliverance, like they have actually gone through this process and they don't really experience same-sex attraction anymore or it's very nominal. We've had some clients who have 
still experience same-sex attraction, but they've learned to cope with it a lot better. They've learned to manage it, and they have a very healthy heterosexual relationships with their girlfriend, fiance, wives, whatever. And then we have uh, individuals who are single, who are working through this a little bit, who are figuring things out, um, but they are pushing for holiness, they're pushing for freedom, they're getting porn out of their lives, and they are choosing to not live a gay lifestyle even though they maybe experience same-sex attraction. So that's kind of where, where we land with all of this. And I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion for some of you. Um, this is something that we're, we're figuring out together. You know, to be honest, my stance on this has changed over the years. And it might change again as I learn and grow and as Jesus continues to reveal things to me. But what I'm hoping uh, that this, this will cause you to do is, number one, you should do your own homework. Go read the Word for yourself. Um, go check out some of the research, um, especially Lisa Diamond's research, sexual fluidity. Um, all that stuff is really fascinating. Um, and number three is I would just continue to involve other people in this part of your journey. Don't do this alone because you're not alone. And this journey is so much better and so much healthier when we do it with others. So that's everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.